Legend tales of a place where the booze flows freely and the stories are always entertaining. If you were bold enough to seek out such a place, head 13 miles down the Tuscan Highway to a tiny blues joint known as the Townsmith Tavern. Once there, <laughs> enjoy the ride. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and Bowl. Excuse me, excuse me, you can't say that. You're going to lose your family-friendly rating. You're going to corrupt the kids. B.S. A podcast that invites you to grab a cool beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. And here are your hosts, Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast with the, for all the frenetic energy of a toddler who knows that if he stops moving, he will fall asleep. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Oh, oh this thing's on. Oh. Whew, here we go. <clears throat> Got to got to get the show moving got to get it rolling got to get it going here and uh we had enough pre-show energy that i'm now about here on the energy level instead of my normal here but we're gonna get it up to here and i've headed up to here this week and we'll talk about that and more coming up on this show but how the hell are you doing howie blues you know kidder i'm, I'm glad that you you said that you're you're up to about here uh I, i'm more like here because Damn it, Kidder, I had to clean up the mess of another dead bird on my driveway. When are you going to get your ass over here and find this murder bird? I'm oh. getting sick of it, man. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Here. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I just need... Future Howard's probably going to make something happen with this. I'm on my way. <laughs> we'll, we'll make this happen right now. No, we can't. We got to record this. I don't have... I, this this is on a on a computer, so I, I can't just transfer it to my phone and then on the go. Whatever, it's too complicated for right now. So it's gonna have to wait again. So it's good that you're locked in your basement, so you're completely safe from the outside world. Yeah, that's all right. One <laughs> yeah. of these days, Kidder. One of these days, we'll we'll find that murder bird. Or we'll find you laying in the driveway. (laughs) 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 One or one or the other. I don't know. Potentially related. So uh, you've headed up to there. The murder bird. You're there. Are we sure it's even a bird? Is it? I mean, maybe not like a bird bird like you've been putting on there. Maybe a hawk, an eagle, majestic eagle, America. I, I well, I'm pretty sure it's a hawk, but. You know, mm. murder bird sounds better than hawk. I mean, let, let's mm. just face it here. You know, he can get some what branding, like? get some yeah. merchandise. It's like Hell, a fighting he's probably hawk, more right? popular than us. <laughs> well, well, there's there's many things that are more popular than us. And we have that and more on this episode of Beer, Blues and BS tonight, because since you don't want to tell me how exactly you're doing, let's get to it. We have 
we've finally come to the show where we can share that we have, uh, with the, the benefit for smalls, we had a slot for the show. Yes, a guest host slot was up for auction. And tonight is the show where we get to open it up, bring in our guest co-host, and, well, he's here right now. What's up? <laughs> it's DK5000. Hey, <laughs> did I get that correct? DK5000. <laughs> Yes, DK five thousand. Yes, uh, or or Dale. Uh, what DK five thousand for for Howard and Mark tonight? Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Hey, absolutely. Well, I believe and, Steve uh, will be joining uh, us later on in the show too. And we're we're excited for that too because that means that we get to have uh, the real real entertainment for this show uh people other than the two actual hosts of the show so uh thanks for joining us really appreciate you being here and number one uh aside from the rest of that i just want to say you know thanks for supporting smalls i know you were talking in, with us in the pre-show about uh knowing smalls for a long time and uh, you're one of his good friends and and we uh, approach this as like hey Smalls is having a benefit, and what can we do to help Smalls? You know, I I bid on a, a couple items, and so Smalls uh, was benefited by that. But we were like, we should share this, so then hopefully more people can donate and help him, you know, offset his medical costs and get him into a better place. But then also, what if we put up a slot, and and we still have to uh, record your custom uh, uh, voicemail message? So you got to tell us what you want. Because remember, that was on the second page. Smalls was supposed to put it on two items, but it seemed to be part as one. So you get the full benefit because you want, you want this thing. And, and I have to say, I'm actually surprised that somebody bid on it. <laughs> so thank you for Person bidding bid on, on it. That. So. Oh, yeah. Person did too, so yeah, I, I, I upped it up a little bit. So, <laughs> yep, yeah, no well, problem. Thanks for that. And I have one question for it before we really get going and ask you what's on tap and, and to introduce yourself. Was it more than one dollar that you bid? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. It was. It was definitely a bit more than one dollar. <laughs> awesome. Okay, no, no. you don't have to tell us the actual it's amount. Five. That's fine. <laughs> Five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> All right, S Smalls is set. <laughs> Perfect. Yep, he's good. I kept he's telling golden. Howard. Well, I kept telling Howard. I'm like, uh, this is you know, it's up for bid, and I'm I'm really excited. And and he, the thing is, if it's one dollar, it's one dollar for Smalls. I'm good because it it's going to help Smalls in some way. If he buys a bottle of a coke or something like then he's better off than he was <laughs> so i'm happy about that but anyway enough about me and the show dk 5000 tell us about yourself where you hail from what's going on in your world all that good stuff and then we can get to the important stuff too of what's on tap absolutely yeah so yeah yeah dk 5000 well better known in town here is this uh yeah i've I was like I was telling you guys on the pre-show there. I've known Steve going to last the previous century. Uh, uh, born and raised in Grand Forks, uh, 
met Steve in Valley Middle School. We were on the eighth grade wrestling team there uh, and high school and kind of worked a couple odd jobs together. Kept in touch with him over the years still. It's always been an awesome years. Many long gaming nights. Uh, been to countless wrestling shows and concerts. I'd still travel up there for like the wrestling shows and the work at the Ralph because uh, I worked up there for 10 years. So <clears throat> aside from my radio gigs and all that good stuff, but I'd run into Smalls or see him at a concert. And and I met him originally uh, at Bucks when he would DJ because every, I don't know, two, three times a week, I would be there for an on location for the radio station. So I got to know him pretty well, pretty quick, and <laughs> you know, doing the like I, like, Tony. Like Atlas I could always lay down a good playlist. Oh gosh, yeah, uh-huh. the Tony Atlas left. Yes, yes. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh god, thought about that. The old Abraham Washington show. Oh, yep. great stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and then the fact that because yeah, yeah. I'm sure you watched the Legends House, but then he did it on Legends House too. Like that's his yes, laugh. I'm that's like, Come right, on, dude. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a work. That was legit. <laughs> yeah, just, to- oh, just gosh, yeah, Tony Atlas. I'm surprised they never brought him back for like more special appearances since like. And I mean, and that I guess he had that run with uh, Mark Henry there, and and yeah. And, but like no more the last several years at least not that i can think of off the top of my head yeah gosh yeah yeah i've seen gosh at least i know steve like we were at this past january so yeah that was yeah that was pretty good always like going to live events too just bell to bell action less hijinks Mm -hmm. yep yeah Uh, i see I, i guess i remember seeing steve oh go ahead no, no. You you tell you tell the stories. So <laughs> we don't. I don't want to interrupt. No, you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve. I I seen. Yes, yeah, I seen him so much at Bucks too over the years. Always been down. He he knew a few of the bands I'd like to go out of his way. Just put a few few bands on all there and on the sound mm-hmm. system. And uh, I think back then, way way back, Bucks was doing like those ridiculous like middle of the week specials I, I used to have like the craziest days off mondays and it was like dollar beers and dollar mini pizzas if i remember right yeah yeah, yeah we, we'd see at least two or three was it tuesdays a month or whatever day of the week they're running that special yeah mm-hmm. yep they had the uh day of the week sent beer or the day of the month sent beer. So if you went at the beginning of the, the month, it was one cent for like, a sh- it was like a shot glass of beer, but it's just a little Dixie cup. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's how yeah. you're doing it. And it tastes it all watered down and whatever. Like, come on. But <laughs> I, uh, and uh, yeah. And, and he kind of got me just as within this last year, jo- help join up at the, GFBS, uh, Grand Fork's best source in town, and we do a weekly video game there. We stream a few games every week, uh, Midwest Super Pixel Pros, and uh, yeah, awesome getting in on that and just being part of that awesome family of pop. Yeah, yeah, just, I don't know if Steve's told you, he does a, with me, with a GFBS there. 
I knew he joined uh, the GFBS um, yeah, uh, group, and uh, of course with uh, with Rob or John Roberts, I I worked with him since I started in radio back in the mid two thousands. So when uh, when the radio group let him go, I I thought it was some bullshit, but then. He just turned that bullshit into better shit, <laughs> which is totally yes. John Roberts right there. <clears throat> so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, guy's, that guy's a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You ever tell you about yeah, how he's, he's been doing for... two plane crashes? He told me about the one, but I, okay. I don't think he told me about the second one. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe the one in the small airplane. One. I remember we said he busted the hit or busted yep, the hit. Yep, I think. Maybe. maybe Maybe it was yeah. just one. I uh, I also remember him coming into the radio station on I don't know how many different times where he's got stuff taped together in his hands and he's like, what happened? Oh, I had a nail driven through my hand today or almost lost a thumb, you know, some stupid thing. I'm like, dude, you got to like take it easy. He's like, I know I shouldn't even be doing this shit. I'm in charge of these people. <laughs> like... Really? <laughs> you almost losing your damn oh, hand man. just because of the, you know, just just bizarre stuff. But anyway. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, big time lifelong lifelong wrestling fan, and yeah, watch uh, also do a little bit bit of big big time runner, and uh, yeah, so get out and about where you can. So yeah, it's a one on myself. <laughs> awesome. That's good. Well, welcome to the show. Like I said, thanks again for bidding and helping out Smalls. And and uh, GFBS is uh, Facebook and all kinds of streaming platforms. And uh, check them out. Grand Forks Best Source, GFBS. And I'm going to make John Roberts uh, give me the royalties on that cheap plug for him. So normally I'm cheap plugging all ourselves. Right. So I'm helping to cheap plug him. <laughs> We very, we very much appreciate. So the the ultimate question at this point of the show, <clears throat> as many of our listeners and or viewers are questioning, what's on tap, DK? What do you got for us? What's what's on tap? Uh, are are we talking are we talking beverages right away or? Oh, or absolutely. Like, uh... <clears throat> Need some vocal lubrication. Okay. <laughs> yeah, get that well, going. Now, right now, I'm, right now, I'm just starting off with 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 coffee, gas station coffee. <laughs> but, uh, it happens to I, be I, our I favorite. Yeah, it's it's all, holiday all, gas holiday station coffee. coffee, the best gas station yes. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I like. It. Well, they got instant brew machines there, so you can brew it fresh, fresh right on the spot. I mean, not to give them a cheap free plug. Very, very tempting. So, and yeah, but I do. I definitely got a. I. I you hear it for later gonna gonna have a Michelob ultra later so uh yeah so yeah but for me tonight <laughs> no problem at all it's not the first time holiday's been plugged on this uh in fact if you go to uh this past november when i went to aew's full gear in minneapolis the place i was staying and when we 
did this wonderful show. Holiday was positioned right over my shoulder. So he, Howard was salivating at the, the thought of all that coffee that was right behind me across the interstate that he couldn't have. <laughs> Anybody who uh, wants to go back and catch that episode, that would be episode 35 of the show. Is that an Outback? Where Kidder and I debated on a uh, little game about what building was behind him. I still say it was an Outback and that, yeah, there's some cheating going on. You there. couldn't see it until I moved the camera. Come on. What's, what's yeah. behind me? It was glowing for <laughs> f sake. I'm sorry, future Howard. You deserve that one. <laughs> we all know uh, that, that uh, Outback and AEW shows are the original show there with Chris Jericho. <laughs> oh, man. I would have loved to have gone to that show going to it, but uh, things just didn't work out at the last minute. I, I, I'm going to have to listen to that episode. I think you'll get, you get a kick out of it, uh, at least for the two of us rambling on about random stuff. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like AEW, they always go yeah. all out with their shows. It was awesome. Oh. Uh, since Kidder was at the show, we did do a review of uh, of Full Gear, and uh, we actually had some of Kidder's footage because he actually took a little bit of video uh, during the kind of the show and the entrances. So that one's out there too for anybody who's listening. Kidder, I know a couple weeks ago I said, you know, that I had, you know, I finished that long seven somewhat plus-ish episodes of me drinking uh, winter seasonal beers. And I was glad to be done. And I was actually picking up some new podcast beer. Once you know it, found another uh, winter seasonal. And I was like, damn it. Glutton uh, for punishment. Yeah. And, and even better, uh, Cal, <laughs> even better. You'll love this. It is a uh, IPA. Mm -hmm. A double dry hop PA. That's right. I got a Sierra Nevada Powder Day. Is what I uh, is what I have here. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Kidder is already. Uh, not a lot of information on the can. Uh, seven point seven percent alcohol by volume, and uh, family owned, operated, and argued over. And that's uh, that. That's that's all. No tasting notes. No nothing. So this could be good. This could be bad. We'll find out. But oh yeah, you can definitely smell the hops. Picking up a bit of citrus in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, kidder, you would hate this thing. <laughs> it took you this long to figure that out. <laughs> oh it's it's it, it's definitely got like it you could feel taste like it's got like that double hops kind of bitterness to it but it's got a nice uh aftertaste of like orange to it and actually like i enjoy it this is actually pretty bizarre good. because you hate fruit in beer I but is an ipa fruit. really beer uh yes yes it is <laughs> oh i thought it was just crap <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, you. I, I could never come around to the IPAs. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta say, as as just a side note, that a, a guy I know he told me this story today, and and 
with you drinking this nasty IPA, it brings it to mind. So <clears throat> about two years ago, he started drinking the Voodoo Ranger IPA, you know, part of the uh, New Belgium sampler pack, but he just likes the Voodoo Ranger. Not too long after that, he started like itching and breaking out, right? And went to the doctor to see doctors like, just here, here's some cream. It's eczema or something like you'll be fine. Two years gone by and he's still just like itching and he's just bugging them. So he goes to a different doctor and they took a sample and they found it's an allergic reaction. What's he allergic to? Voodoo Ranger IPA. <laughs> he's he hasn't drank any for like seven days. He's feeling the best he's felt in two years. <laughs> oh, that's the perfect reason to not drink the Voodoo Ranger IPA. Now, the New Belgium Mountain Time, absolutely delicious. 100% Mountain Time, delicious. Drink this, get the 12-pack, 24-pack, drink this. It's absolutely delicious. I'm saving that for later, though. <clears throat> mm. So, so then what is on tap for you, Kidder? Mm. What are you going to go with? What are you How pulling about... out of that fridge? Should we go top shelf? Let's go top shelf right here. Crush! <laughs> this is a uh, raspberry <laughs> sour from 10 Barrel Brewing Company. <laughs> uh, drink beer outside, it says. It, it literally says drink, drink beer outside right on the bottom. I don't feel like drinking this outside, so... 10 barrel brewing company. I'm going to drink this where I want to because America's the land of the free, damn it. So take that. 6.5% alcohol per volume. Score! Woo! Avalanche goal right there. That's 5 to 1 over the Philadelphia Flyers in the second period. I'm so amped up. It's military appreciation night. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm probably not going to be amped up when, once I actually open this. I don't know. Um, okay, this is from Bend, Oregon. 10 Barrel Brewing Company, like I mentioned. Recycle. It is not a ball corporation can of or aluminum. The sour ale made with raspberries may contain wheat. Hmm. A beer with wheat in it. Possibly. Interesting. Uh, beer questions. You can call them if you have a question on this beer. 1-844-DRINK-10. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It says it right there. <laughs> Howard thinks I'm joking. Why would I joke about beer? <laughs> I don't know. You're going to instant call them on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I, we I, need. Call them right now. And somebody answers. That would be that would be the best. <laughs> Someone's gonna call and be like, "I got your number from a show, Beer Blues and BS." <laughs> they thought your beer was terrible. Do you have a response? That's what's gonna happen from this kidder. <laughs> what, <clears throat> what I would ask. Whoo! Uh, Gosh, it just hits you right there in the nose. Um, what I what I would ask is that Ten Barrel Brewing Company, if you'd like to uh, sponsor us, you can certainly do that. Just email Howard or me or 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 both of us. That's that'd be cool. And then you can sponsor Beer Blues and BS. You know, a show about beer. Um, 
<clears throat> it's raspberry and it's sour. So I'll give them both of those. <sighs> Woo. It's it's almost like wow. I love sour stuff, but even me, I'm like, <laughs> wow. That just kind of gets you to the side there. It's like, hmm. Um, and I lost my train of thought on what I was going to say about it too. That just killed the, the sourness killed the thought there. But uh oh, that that's what it was, I think. It uh the the, the taste of it is like because it's supposed to be raspberry, but you know the sparkling duck that you get typically around the holidays, the um, you know sugar-filled, absolutely delicious carbonated beverage that looks like wine that Howard hates because he's a communist. <clears throat> well, it tastes similar to that, but with alcohol. So I'm going I'm to give this one a four. I'm going to give four out of five. So wow. 10 Barrel Brewing Company, if you want to get a hold of us, go to beerbluesbs.com and uh, you can you can contact us today. You know, Kidder, uh, I, I've been fairly sleep deprived with the last uh, weeks. I could have sworn you had already yeah. had this on the show, but I think if my memory is serving me right, it's just that you have talked about, like you've pulled the can out and gone, I could have this, like uh, several times. So, um, correct. For this one, I've done that exactly. So, good job following along. <laughs> I have had the strawberry sour. I had the strawberry That's, one. Okay. But That's, I'm like, uh, oh, maybe we should try this. No, nope, we're going to save that for later. Just put it back in the magic fridge. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, my memory on past episodes tends to be pretty good, but uh, I, I was sitting here thinking, but, it, you know, like the last two weeks worth of shows, Kidder, I've done on like six and a half hours of sleep total. So I'm finally well rested. I'm, I'm feeling good tonight. This is uh, it's good. So, so your brain on sleep is always uh, to work. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunately not going to last. Um, as any day now, uh, baby girl will be here, and then that'll be uh, that'll be the end of my sleep. And uh, yeah, well, we'll get to introduce the uh, the fourth iteration of Howard. It'll be Howard the Zombie uh, on this show. So, <laughs> Zombie Nation. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's just the the mini figures that you paint behind you that's your nation i actually man painting tables kind of done after i finished all those leprechauns i haven't started anything yet so i'm sitting there there's still time yeah oh i mean listen if you've seen the cave you know um there's no shortage they're they're all back there we'll get to them eventually It'll take me years, but I'll get there. When you said Zombie Nation, I had flashbacks to the original Nintendo games there is, which is a side-scrolling, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of, not that common of an original NES game where it's a side-scrolling shooter, shoot 'em up game like Gradius, but instead of a spaceship, you are a decapitated head away at a post-apocalyptic uh, America and I'm like how did this game get approved to come out on it wasn't one of those black cartridge unendorsed games it was an officially licensed game on the NES 
said Zombie Nation, it all just hit me. I'm like, oh my god, one of the trippiest NES games there is. Hmm. I had never heard of that. And now I want to go look yeah. it up. So, ah. <laughs> right. And for the audience, have you ever been it, into the, the, still have a the future game? <laughs> not, not that one, but in fact, I think that might be the first time I've heard of it or that I can recall. But I, the, I just pulled pulled up a little bit and this is this is interesting because it's the year oh gosh apparently yeah. 1999 is is this the game that that you were talking about yep yep oh my gosh nevada desert turned out to be dark. yes dark seed yes <laughs> yeah it had the weirdest premise to set it up yeah scrolling wall of text i Yep. Turned the nation into zombies, brought the statue. Oh my gosh, yeah. Pretty tall. It's dirty work. Oh man. It's like a reaction yeah. video to, to watching this because I'm sure this is the first time in I don't know, twenty five plus years that you've seen this, right? <laughs> it's it, it's been a while, yeah. Four or five years ago, I wanna say. But uh I do not remember the little of the whole premise of the big setup for it i remember more of the end game of the of, of, of just the decapitated head this freaked out head just blowing yeah the evil clutches of dark seed but it's not quite dark because it's with a c yes oh gosh it is a samurai game oh man. yeah samurai zombie nation <laughs> Oh, oh man, let's see. Yeah, I don't know if it's possible to jump it, in. There it is. A little bit here. Look, there oh, you go, man. For for the audio listeners, yep. we are watching. Yes, <laughs> a giant decapitated head that seems to be shooting stuff out of its mouth, <laughs> like shooting fireballs, and it's blowing up tanks and buildings and. It's, Are we sure that he's the good guy in this? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> seems, seems, uh, seems, yeah. How do you beat it's it? It's like, uh, oh, you know, the, uh, America's... <laughs> you know, a court pre-scroll, you know, the America's turned into zombies, and this guy's rescuing us from the zombie scourge. Yeah, yeah World Trade Center. I, I, zombie. I closed it too early. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Interesting. All right, sorry to sidetrack you there. Oh, that that was worth the sidetrack. Uh, it does mean a little bit more work for future Howard because he's gonna you know have to do some work on that. But uh, yeah, yeah, especially for the audio listeners. But uh, don't worry, worth it. It. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the first result when I searched for it, so it should be good. Oh, yeah. That was a game. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, Kidder, it wouldn't be an episode of Beer, Blues, and BS if we didn't talk a little bit about wrestling. And uh, I'd say we'd almost change the the name of the show to Beer, Blues, Wrestling, and BS, but then it just isn't Triple B anymore. So, uh, uh, no, we'd have to change the show name to something more along the lines of uh, Whiskey, Wrestling, and Whispers. Ah, yes. 
because a lot of television shows have a lot of dialogue that's about like this. So, you're right, Howard. Let's talk about wrestling for a little bit. Because DK5000 is really into wrestling. And I don't want to get him too excited because he might not whisper through this segment. You know, I started a gamble for like six hours just to find myself. I'll do my best to continue on. You're awesome. Federation. <laughs> I'll, I'll try and do... I'll, I'll do my... A lot of good wrestling stuff to cover. So much, so much to cover. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> but, oh my gosh. The the rotor say is coming fast upon us. How, what What is your guys' psych level as we're just like weeks away to WrestleMania weekend? Two-day WrestleMania weekend. How do you like WrestleMania being two days now for the most stupendous WrestleMania ever. Yes. Um, the ultimate thrill ride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that the ultimate thrill ride happened when it was in Orlando because they had the roller coaster behind them. If you remember, that was the thrill ride. You ride that, watch your career die. Um, <clears throat> so Howard and I talk or have talked during the shows and we're like it's two days <sighs> because it's not as easy it used to be for us to get together and oh two days sweet we get two days to hang out we can drink all day and have fun no now it's like <sighs> well i don't know if i can make it down and i mean at least it's saturday and sunday so i might be able to make like an hour on sa saturday but <laughs> maybe two hours on sunday like uh, being a fan and going to it absolutely uh when i went to wrestlemania 30 in new orleans all of the activities leading up to it because uh, we got there the wednesday before wrestlemania and left the wednesday after so they had a bunch of activities in the area where we could go to like wrestlemania access and uh, they had random pop-up shops and you could see the superstars walking around the area and uh, just enjoy, you know, the whole fun of such a large event with 85 or 7,000 people there. I mean, just and a huge extravaganza of a thing. And then we went to Monday Night Raw and that's actually when Paige won her first uh divas title off aj lee as she debuted on raw so it was really cool to see that but going to all of that almost would be kind of tiring so yes stretch it out over two days but now they made each day longer so you're like all right i gotta sit through seven hours of this <laughs> And then you have 14 hours of wrestling in two days. I mean, that sounds awesome, but the quality of it is, to me, watered down. What do you guys think? Kidder, I... Uh, yeah, I'm with you, you know, a thousand percent. Kidder, I was going to say, uh, you know, being that it's supposedly the biggest show of the year, and I don't want people to always think that we're just knocking WrestleMania for how long it is. So I've been working on my excitement level. Yay. <laughs> It's up there. It's up there. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's, that's I know. No, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it's, right there. 
it could be i think i had to stretch it out over a few nights it it it's getting to be because i still your one i think i want to say one about three and a half to maybe four hours one night one three the other one went almost four and uh though it seems these last few can get pretty good at hitting that three hour just uh right spot there as the elimination chamber middle east show went like three just under three hours this is going to be like one of their big four and a half hour super duper cards that they've been either their last few shows so that was very nice so i'm i'm hoping because i think they only average five or six matches for both nights and i know uh for both both nights there's matches i'm really looking forward to because they're they're doing a pretty good job at advertising what match night and uh I'm, I mean, I'm really curious to see what they're advertising uh, pulled KO show segment to be. It seems like they want to say it's going to be a match quite. I'm thinking I'm being led to believe that it's going to start off as a KO show. It may turn into an impromptu little brawl mini match. Kind. Do you remember how, like, how they did that for Rock? And that turned into like an eight second match like several years ago. I'm thinking something like that or maybe like something i don't know how are you are you guys excited for uh stone what they're doing with stone cold and you just getting our hopes up <laughs> it's a nostalgia pop i mean oh hell yeah for me but it, you know it, it is a, a big nostalgia pop and of course being in texas you know you gotta gotta bring in the big guns when when you're down in texas uh i agree with the watching the uh uh, elimination chamber when they were in Saudi Arabia and that being, you know, three hours and change or whatnot. And, and it being super interesting, but also not taking your entire day to watch it. Um, I, I really feel like the, the, the quantity of matches almost needs to be less and the quality of matches needs to be a lot higher, you know, make it the buildup. Uh, we've talked about it on the show before, but you go back several years or decades and the big match feel because they kept these two people apart, but they're feuding with each other and they beat the crap out of this person to show them that they mean it. And they beat the crap out of that person to get back at them. And the people related and they're, they're going after everybody around them and they're just building up this tension. Like I want to see them fight and oh, well you get to see it at WrestleMania and this is going to be sweet. One example ronda rousey and charlotte flair it's uh going to be the main event for saturday i believe and <clears throat> eh, they're trying to build it up and make them feud but i know ronda rousey could snap charlotte flair in half in about 30 seconds so this isn't really a build-up for me ronda rousey will probably win i'm calling it now However many, I mean, a week in advance. I think I called that two months ago, too. But anyway, different things like that. Or how about this? Cody Rhodes. Yes or no? Does he debut at Mania? Because the sources say he's debuting at Mania. What do you think, DK? Yeah, it seems to be leaning that way. I know on the last Raw, they had with the crowd a little bit by kind of semi-acknowledging the Cody Rhodes chance saying 
So it it appears that you know, like I say, the rumors the, the it's the Bruin. It's 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 highly indicating that Cody Rhodes is officially signed. So I'm thinking that's going to be a possibility with uh, Seth and Cody at at uh, Mania. Like as ridiculous as it is, the storyline for building up Seth not having a match crusade by trying to steal Kevin Owens and everybody else's spot to get a mania is it's it's been a fun just train fiasco wreck to, I'm, I'm hoping it does I'm, I'm leaning towards that it's gonna it's gonna happen it's like what they did with John and, Cena a few and then years two, ago oh John Cena doesn't have a match at Wrestlemania well I just bought a ticket and then he hops over the the rail and you know gets involved in a match. You remember that one? He's just hanging out drinking beer to Undertaker, right? People. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. It was uh he got called to the back and then I forget who but he came out and basically jobbed somebody and then the Undertaker showed up as Cena was about to leave because they tried to fool the audience because everybody knew that it was Cena Taker. So it was their trying to ta-ha fool you a little bit uh, with that. I I think Rhodes is showing up with as much buildup as they have for it. It would be a, it'd be a pretty big mistake for him to, you know, wait until Monday um, to, to debut. You might as well debut him there. I had saw one commentator who said it's going to be like what they did with the Hardys a couple of years ago when the Hardys came back and were in the ladder match and won the titles uh, right off the get-go. So that's what one source I saw. In that moment, for both of us, we were like, huh, look at that. The freaking Hardys are back. That was a big moment. And the fact that there were maybe five people who knew, including the Hardys, awesome. This Cody Rhodes situation, come on. Really? It's just like... CM Punk and Brian Danielson debuting in AEW. Ah, uh, you tell one person and they tell five, and then five more people tell twenty more people, and and then everybody knows. And that it's purely speculation, folks. No, no, it's not anymore. We know that it's going to happen. The question is when. Oh, eh, they're going to Chicago next week. What could happen in Chicago? I don't know. Whatever. Is I was still excited for CM Punk to show up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just watched yeah, it, was, it, it live like because I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd, re- the crowd reaction for that was just through the roof. I loved it. It was a great moment. Uh, biggest match. I'm probably. I can't believe I'm actually saying I'm re- probably the most uh, anticipating is uh, and time they're happening at the Clash at WrestleMania. It's the time in both their career. They're- both characters are where they need to be of course talking about Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns Roman Reigns is just absolutely killing it as just this non-stop just undestructible villain for near years and I never thought Brock Lesnar would be this over with the crowd as the face and he's just I'm just loving the promos he's doing with the cowboy hat and his cowboy cutoff vest and yeah i am very very excited to see those two go at it at road yeah that is probably the match that i'm most interested in seeing um just because at this it's uh it's got a good enough question of 
who's going to win. You know, there's enough reason for for both of them to win. And that's when it's a good match, when it's not that easy. Uh, Kidder and I, for every pay-per-view, have done predictions. It's kind of our fun little game. We predict who's going to win. And really, it's always a little sad when, like, one of us hits, like, hey, I got, you know, nine out of the ten matches because it's just that predictable. I, I like the ones where it's like, ooh, um, gosh, it could go either way. And I think they've built that. Um, I know I talked about it in a past episode of this show, but if you if you haven't uh, seen, uh, Brock Lesnar was on the Pat McAfee show and did like a 45-minute interview, and you can find it on YouTube. Fantastic, because he talks about his where he's at in his career. He talks about how this time around, he's just having fun. He's being himself. He's, you know... He's not worried about being kind of like just the silent monster that he's been most of his career. He is just out there having fun, and uh, it, it's clearly resonating with people. Um, so, but that that was a really good interview, and well worth the forty five minutes to uh, to check it out. So, and we get to see Farmer Brock from Saskatchewan going out and kicking ass and throwing hay bales i mean <laughs> and and then after he's done he goes out to the bar and drinks and takes selfies with people i mean hilarious right he's actually getting to be the person that he is instead of uh, just the ass kicker and he goes out and has to scare everybody and beat everybody up although uh dk did you end up going to the what the hell was it called <clears throat> the winter thaw uh, winter meltdown at the ralph it was the ufc uh house show that the ralph hosted would have been maybe 2011 something like that does it ring a bell for you where brock lesnar was a special guest he was the host of the event i believe yep i believe i saw it i i couldn't believe it because uh don't remember it being like an official ufc uh event so but maybe that that probably explains why it was there i thought it was independent regional uh mma thing but uh but i i still got the the bill for it uh, the poster for it because it's like special guest brock lesnar i'm like wow coming here and and yeah and he cut a promo and uh in the middle of the show reflected back on the und and golden golfers rivalry and he had a good laugh with the crowd so i remember it was i think one of his uh sabbaticals for when he was in the midst of fighting diverticulitis and he gave a good good kind of no, nice local regional promo for the crowd got the crowd pretty excited and in the middle of two when you know brock you know outside of you know the red river valley region or the dakotas you know where known from hailing it, it that outside of that area it, he's kind of known kicker badass no one wants to mess with and when the announcer said and brock listeners for intermission will be at the table pass i'm like i don't want to get his autograph he's gonna rip my head off <laughs> but uh yeah awesome i was yeah i was like oh my gosh brock lizzer showing grand fork some love i'm all about it and i believe he was shit-faced during it but uh th that's just what i heard <laughs> I cannot <laughs> confirm. <laughs> I know. I know his beard oh was about up to here. It was. It was as big as. It was as big as his muscles. So, it, it was good to see. I, I could see it from the nosebleeds. The, the radio tickets that I got. You know. 
but um uh, other wrestlemania you know thoughts uh, of the upcoming event uh, i mean for me personally one of the the bad things i think that they did is to remove the wrestlemania access and just open it up to a wrestlemania access store so yes the store is there so you can buy all of your stuff which is great because i loaded up when we were in new orleans all the cm punk stuff i have i pretty much got there and then that's of course when right after cm punk left uh, wwe which was super agitating which is also why i ended up going to aew full gear because it was his first pay-per-view and it happened to be in minneapolis so i could easily go Anyway, the the access event was awesome to see because there's all kinds of replicas there, the robes and uh, uh, different apparel titles that were used in other promotions that ended up being merged into WWE's umbrella. Got to meet talent, uh, like I mentioned, met Big E, got his autograph and a photo with him our truth photograph and and uh, autograph from him and then uh, met booker t got a, a photo and an autograph from him you know i mean there's all of this and plus we were this far away from the wwe network desk as they were doing live cut-ins on the network from there so you go back of course it's probably not available now because it's all on the effed up peacock network but when it was the network you could go back and you could watch the the replays of the stream and then you saw us all standing there just doing the stupid face right behind uh the the commentator you know jerry lawler and josh matthews and whoever else was there that ended up getting fired five years later uh that sort of thing but just stuff wrestlemania history wrestling history uh interactive events where like we have the video where i was able to do well, all of us did it but you if you went could do the entrance you pick from eight different wrestlers uh eight male wrestlers and like five female wrestlers so you could pick your entrance you go up on the ramp they play the music and the video and the lights start flashing like they would and it's this mini entrance ramp and they record it and then you they give you a qr code you scan it and you get a link in your email and then you can download the video so i have that floating around somewhere you know just what was your stuck. entrance song it was it was very limited so it my two choices would have been stone cold or cm punk they didn't have either of those they had the undertaker uh, john cena uh triple h maybe hbk i can't there were obviously a few others and then from the divas end of it uh, they had uh let's see would have been the bellas uh uh, page they had hers uh who else gosh i'm trying to remember who was who was big around then but i mean it was a very limited selection so even if you were anywhere close to where that was set up in this giant area you'd hear about the same entrances over and over uh so mine i i believe was triple h i came out as did, did the you know and all, all that the fake, some water fake spray yep 
they they wouldn't let me bring the water bottle back there though. So I don't I don't know. I I feel like I was. Do they still have matches going on but... for access around that time? I won't say uh, previous accesses they had like I know the one I went to FCW was still a thing, and they were doing FCW, and so that was that was that was a lot of fun to see like Seth Rollins and uh, um, Damian Sam matches before they got called up to wwe so yeah that was yeah that yeah and a lot of the things you like with like the the entrances that was a lot of fun some meet and greets and uh there's a couple other things there too for access that was really cool like they had the undertaker's graveyard with like the listings yep uh (laughs) all the people he beat on gravestones and paul bearer was still with us at the time so got meet and greets there too so yeah that was that was that was awesome and on on top yeah. of they they had that undertaker thing too and uh one of the guys that was with us uh when we went down there laid down in between two of the graves because all the smoke was there and then i i recorded him because you couldn't see him and then he pops up out of it kind of like the undertaker and uh, you know does the thing it was it was cool for our stupidity so that that was worth it um but all the stuff that you were talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is right before they did the legends house. So they had a mock-up of part of the legends house. And that's where I got to meet Howard Finkel for the first time. And who else was in there? Um, the mouse of the South. Jimmy Hart was in there. Uh, he was, he was there too. So uh, yeah, I missed that. And I wish they were, they were doing that. So I think people going to the two day stupendous, abomination of wrestlemania are missing out because they're going to this event and they don't have access to access oh i was just gonna say just to clarify two things uh one kidder keeps saying we i wasn't there uh and if you ever wondered why howard never talks about his wrestlemania memories howard's never been to wrestlemania because fiscal responsibility um so just, just to throw that out there and save future Howard some typing if people are wondering why Howard is just quietly sitting here. Because he was invited. He couldn't go. We got the doke to go along, and he was there, and the four of us had a good time. I say us. Still waiting for my money from one of the other people who, whatever. <laughs> it's neither here nor there. It's a stupendous time of the year. WrestleMania! Real ride. Yes. Uh, no, I was going to I was gonna bring up about how the, you know, the other ancillary independent event that go around WrestleMania, that independent shows like to bounce off and piggyback off that weekend. Uh, when I went for, uh, I think it was 2012 around WrestleMania 28, it was already starting to get into that full swing where ROH did a show, uh, I think at the time it was uh, not Evolve, but it was before that uh, Dragon Gate USA did show. I caught a couple of those, and now the last several years are bringing back uh, WrestleCon or WrestleCade with a bunch, a ton of uh, uh, non-WWE uh, talent, independent stars, a lot of autograph sessions, a lot of meet and greets, kind of like the unofficial access. This will be kind of like an unofficial version of access going on there. And from what I understand, I believe it's pretty... Mm-hmm. price too so and, and like there's like a ton of like more and more independent shows riding that wave of wrestlemania a weekend there just to get whatever they can off it and i guess that kind of goes hand i had to bring up too with uh how do you think aew sh- will shape their version of ring of Honor? uh 
Ring of Honor is that's how they are now owned by AEW from a few weeks back. They're only officially booked show they booked out still before they were acquired by AEW was WrestleMania weekend, their super card of honor show, which most years has uh WrestleMania weekend. Usually they do they bring out a lot of uh new Japan talent and stuff like that. So I'm kinda curious I think uh uh AEW will will use ROH going ahead if you think it'll be like a, a one indie super show of ROH years before or like maybe that we may see like a new for what AEW has in mind for their version of ROH. Couldn't tell you what I think they're going to do um, with it because now if you're Tony Khan, you now have a, a venue. You know, do you do you promote the ROH guys who, not to say that they don't have talent, but there's a reason the company got sold, you know, or do you promote some of your own talent uh, which you have been successful with or do you do a combination of both so I, I'm going to guess that you would see a, quite a bit of AEW's presence at Honor probably especially using the talent that they have with Ring of Honor past so you might see like you know like Brian Danielson would be a good choice even CM Punk both of them were known for their Ring of Honor time you know that would be big and would easily guarantee Both in that the sure. ROH Hall of Fame now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I, yes, yeah, I think that uh, would be about the same thing there with uh, try and plan stuff perhaps in the area. In fact, uh, Dynamite was in Austin this past Wednesday, and you know, oh, it just happens to be the week and a half before WrestleMania, right? kind of coincidence there well i'm sure there's some people who trickle down make a two-week vacation out of it go see this wrestling promotion that wrestling promotion so just like what you're saying dk all of them plan something in the general area because they're going to get wrestling fans to show up oh yeah this is going on well hell i'm not doing anything we got six hours until something else let's go check that out why not and that's kind of what we did to go to see Monday Night Raw. We didn't get tickets. Went on uh, one of the resale ticket uh, verified places. And, well, they're this much, and we're sitting in the 20th row from the ring. You want to go? Okay. Well, I just bought the ticket, so I guess we're going. <laughs> you know? It's like, Heck yeah. And it was close, it. not too far back. Yeah, those Raws after Mania and are always the night. So... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're crazy. That was, was the, the night before night. Ultimate Warrior died. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, man, that cryptic that Warrior delivered. Oh, my gosh. I've heard mm-hmm. that. I must have watched that at least several times over the... Still, uh, yeah, that is just unbelievable the way that all played out with Warrior. Mm-hmm. And did he know? Yeah, and, uh, did he feel I guess, something uh, one, was weird? All that. Yep. Yeah, and I, I guess one thing I, I'm a really I'm that uh, for ROH if they do it at Supercar, I hope they do it. I hope they don't hold off on it. I know they teased it at uh, Final Battle with a surprise. I would love to see the Briscoes versus FTR. I think that would just be just hands down. Just those two would just clash and have awesome chemistry in the ring and. It winds up to the Briscoes going to AEW. I'd be all for it because those those two guys definitely deserve good paydays. They, they've been just uh, tearing themselves 
ever since the debut year of ROH. So yeah, they they are they have some good paychecks long. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see where some of that Ring of Honor talent end up and how much gets signed by AEW, how much ends up flowing to some of the other indies um, and such. Uh, we know Strowman and uh, EC3's new promotion is up and going, so they're going to be looking for talent as well. So there's there's opportunities if you if you're if you're have any sort of talent you'll find a place to uh to wrestle these days i was just thinking of uh, other things related to aew ring of honor and and fitting into uh wrestlemania so you you take over with with your train of thought because it's better than what mine was <laughs> oh no i was gonna say like uh, yeah, the last uh, wrestling thing i had had for it was that uh uh, I just saw this dropped out of nowhere without really any hype, or at least I didn't see much hype for it. Yes, Peacock, they got a new, or WWE Network on Peacock, however you want to refer to it. Uh, they, series, just a, a cold drop, all eight episodes. Uh, it's just called Evil, and it's just some villains from over the years. And uh, yeah, it, I only caught like half of the first episode, but it's like at eight episodes, and it's, each episode's featured on a big wrestling villain or heel. Uh, like the first episode's Hulk Hogan, and then another one's Ric Flair. Randy Orton has one. Stephanie, of course, has one. Roman Reigns has one. And uh, at least from the first half episode I saw, I really, it's it's actually it seems like they're really trying to at least like the last few docu series and documentaries that doing that. Uh, it's like that WWE 24 style production where they're really trying to mimic uh, ESPN 30 for. And uh, I mean, I really like it. It's kind of like a fresh take from their traditional uh, WWE style home documentaries, which I, I was a big fan of those too. But this is, it seems to have a, a better, just like best of both worlds for hardcore fans and just kind of newer viewers too. I, I don't know if you've seen any of those uh, 20 reviews for uh, uh, Evil. Haven't, haven't watched, you know, any, any of the long form um, promos for it or anything. I've just seen a couple photos or an article here and there. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Talk about the heels like that. I think I think it has uh, some merit uh, to expand the documentary and legitimacy world of uh, WWE a, a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I, um, I think I'm going to probably going to try and binge watch it. Uh, Kidder, uh, not to interrupt the wrestling talk, but. Um, <clears throat> I just uh, just got a uh, a message here from Big D, and uh, I quote: "For the record, you're probably recording right now, and I'm watching episode 51 at this moment. I officially raise my IPA to Kidder to spite his horseshit Irish accent." <laughs> so. <clears throat> That sounds like a personal problem to me. I mean, <laughs> you might want to get that checked. Go go see your local doctor. <laughs> get that checked. You might have something stuck where it's not supposed to. <laughs> I just had to share because it, it cracked me up because I, you know, it popped up that he had sent me a message. I'm like, well, he hardly ever sends me a message. So what what is this? And the fact that he's actually watching. The episode that came out just tonight. Um, that's great. That's great. 
Now, I know in the in the notes, and we, we talked about Ultimate Warrior, may he rest in peace, but, uh, of course, recently losing Razor Ramon, Mr. Uh, Scott Hall. And you wanted to chat a little bit about that there, DK? Yeah, gosh, yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys already touched on on, on your uh, pre since uh, I think it was just like a little over a week ago when he passed, but uh, but no, just one of the one of the greatest uh, when growing up from my childhood, uh, uh, like the Intercontinental Champion when I was growing up and in like the mid nineties there in WWE, a lot of great matches with him. Uh, of course, bringing the ladder match to dominance in America. Uh, with those classic Shawn Michaels ladder matches. Uh, loved those. Loved his other members. Anytime when he was wrestling anyone from the click, like one, two, three kid, he, uh, and the Diesel, uh, that SummerSlam 94 match against Diesel. I must have watched that way times. He had Walter Payton by his side. And do you remember he had that god awful, awesome 90s yellow Razor Ramon t shirt with uh, his head taking up? remember that oh my gosh it was so bad it's good i think the wwe even brought it back shirt to buy again like a couple of years ago i was pretty close to picking it up but i i held off i, I from their website today but uh that was another great memory and of course uh wcw he made wrestling cool again with uh at least in the mainstream you know wo and just the way that skyrocketed. And, and of course, uh, for my era, it was like that was when the NWO blew up and it seemed like every other kid in high school, a NWO shirt, a DX shirt, a Goldberg shirt. Yeah, it was, yeah, it, very good memories. I also remember him from getting one of the few quality Goldberg and that the what you don't really hear it talked about a lot nowadays, but he had a good look. I thought the taser stick on a pole match <laughs> because he, he ruined the end of uh he helped ruined a beat streak in WCW. And, uh, and then, uh, I guess one, one other lap got hall memory was, uh, when, when he came back to WWE there with that, you know, when they brought back the injection poison into the WWF courtesy of Vince McMahon that, uh, that they brought you. it only lasted for a few months, but you no, know, he fought, Austin at WrestleMania, and I think still, a he sold the stunner better than anybody. It's like whenever you see a Mon doing the stunners, you see Scott Hall flying back, like but doing it like in an organ where The Rock sold a really good stunner, but it was so ridiculous and over the top that you know it was just own unique thing. But the way Scott Hall did it, the way he bounced back, it's it still lives on my memories to this day and i mean above all else uh, i know i guess on a serious note you know scott hall of course we all know about side of scott hall with his vices and his and his demons and going through that but to see him you know he and jake the snake turn things around and get his life back together there uh that was a heartfelt story and just like for like the last decade or so just have a really really much improved quality uh uh going sober there and and uh and just kind of just getting his life back, coming back for that awesome Hall of Fame speech, one of the better top tier Hall of Fame speeches uh, that countless times on WWE television that on the on that you know for those tri- and just doing a bunch of other special appearances this past decade. So I thought 
really liked how he turned things around. My Scott Hall memories. Absolutely. I wish, uh, you know, he would have got things turned around a little bit earlier because then I'm in some potential. I'm sure he would have been with us a little bit longer, although, you know, having three heart attacks and hanging on just long enough uh, to have your family say goodbye. You know, that's that's uh, that can happen to pretty much anybody. I mean, it's, it's understandable. So uh, it would have been cool to have him along uh, for the ride even longer. But uh, he he will live on forever in our memories. So uh, do you guys have a piece, favorite Razor Scott, Scott Hall match? For for me, it was tough because I didn't watch WCW and even the older WWF stuff. I wasn't into wrestling when when they were doing all of the his original stuff. So it it turned into you know just watching the historical stuff and here's clips of this or clips of that. So I didn't get to sit and enjoy it in a first run. Like, man, this match is awesome. Um, but, you know, and they would bring back the NWO stuff back in the, the 2000s after WCW invaded. And, you know, the 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 sticks here and there. Yeah, I, I just enjoyed the back and forth in the NWO and uh, that's really the only things that I can remember aside from seeing him take the stunner and then go flying into the fifth row. I mean, this is classic, but um, Howard has a little bit more. I don't want to say experience with uh, some of the classic stuff, but maybe he's got a yeah, favorite. Well, and, that, and that's because back when WWE network was a thing, I used to just sit, I actually was working my way back through like the old raws and then when i get to the pay-per-view i'd watch the pay-per-view so i was kind of like watching it from that time period but i mean you know just the simple classics of like his his losing to the one two three kid uh when the one two three kid transitioned from jobber to all of a sudden being a talent you know that whole storyline was was great uh and of course uh you mentioned them earlier but the ladder matches against Shawn michaels uh, which were kind of the big change to how a ladder match works. And have you ever seen a ladder match before those two? Ooh, those are painful to watch. Uh, so, yeah, he did a lot to help grow and evolve uh, wrestling. So, you know, really, yeah, you can go back and watch just about any of his matches. Um, from the old days and they're they're pretty good so yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent. the other thing with with that is you mentioned the the taser on on the ring post match or, or touch all four corners or whatever gimmicky things so back in back in my day when we were younger and uh mostly dumber uh we would do of course uh basement wrestling or backyard wrestling we would have our own gimmicky stuff in the north dakota wrestling federation better known as ndwf or lincoln entertainment wrestling the lew because you have to get the c out for the lincoln championship wrestling of course that was with the the get the f out uh transition so take you into the time period we had uh, a a character uh, Justin is his name, but he was Ultimo Justin, and it was a cross between like Gundam type stuff and 
his personality. And so he would drink Pepsi and it would get him ultimode up and he'd get all he'd get all crazy. So one of the gimmick matches that we had was the Pepsi on the post match. And you had to climb the turnbuckle to get the two liter of Pepsi to win the match. And the turnbuckle was a folding chair. There were four folding chairs around, and the Pepsi was sitting on a shelf on the wall. So when, of course, you wanted to climb the turnbuckle, you couldn't just hop onto the chair and get it. You had to first get down onto your knees and then climb up onto the chair like your slow motion because that makes sense, right? It's just like the, the slow climb on the ladder. Just classic classic ndwf so uh just thankful that uh, didn't break my neck the two times i was got the pile driver and uh, had my neck neck take a 90 degree turn because i slipped down a little bit so i'm happy i'm not a paraplegic or anything like that upright my brain mostly works although howard would beg to differ on a lot of that um so let's continue talking about wrestling a little bit you know uh, I see questions on here, like uh, the Hardys. But I've been watching them. In fact, I sent Howard a clip from this past Wednesday's Dynamite. Did you get to see that, DK, from uh, AEW Dynamite this week? The Tornado Tag match? Yep, yep. Yeah, Tornado Tag, oh, yeah, they're mixing it up there with the uh, uh, with a Butcher and the Blade, I believe, right? It was like the eight-man, right? Sting and Dark. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The Hardys. And I see Matt. It looks like Matt Hardy's a, a trip in AEW. He keeps switching up his personality so much with the whole woke and uh, and big money Matt. And now that Jeff is back, he's back to ext- extreme Matt Hardy. And uh, with with the and, and like the way he got his hair, like it's 1999 again. And yeah, they're, they're, I'm. I keep. I'm still like a little bit surprised, even though I believe it's public domain. We're still using that old school Hardy's WWF music, so it, it, they definitely got that pop going. Yeah, you can tell they're still. They don't. You know, they're they're uh, a step or two not as uh, quick. They're still. They can still hit most of their stuff, especially Jeff. So, yeah, it's uh, and uh, the, the stuff he's been doing. I kind of got you know kind of piggybacking off that. You know, he's sixty. Like the spots on last week and this week's dynamite, back to back weeks, staying jumping over through the top row off uh, the guardrails through a pile of tables. Holy cow! <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was a really great, really yeah. really great fun match. Uh, like Sting uh, last month or or maybe even two months ago when he was up on the the vomitory and took that that leap across and and blasted through th- three sets of tables. I was like. Dude, you're gonna hurt yourself. Stop. You're nuts. But of course, he's in better shape than I am. So you go for it, Sting. You keep kicking ass. <laughs> he's just rolling. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sting. I don't. I give him props. That's just well. Even just like as recent as years ago, he did that uh, match with Seth Rollins uh, on pay per view. Where I mean, of course, he had that bad injury. Maybe until like four or five minutes before that injury for like the first like 12, 14 minutes of the match, like doing top turnbuckle leaps through the table. And he was like going toe for toe with Seth there for a good match. And 
yeah, he must, I don't know what the heck his conditioning program is, but it's, it's doing, it's really good stuff for being in a, a bit into his sixties. Yeah. And his, his birthday was right before that too. I think when, when they uh, said that he was going to fly uh, or when he flew off the table and they're like, Sting just had a birthday, man. Are you trying to make it to your next birthday? What's going on? So yeah, I, I, uh, I mean, it's every week is amazing to, to just watch the talent and we've talked about it on the show, but just to give you an idea to catch you up to speed with it, uh, when CM Punk debuted, that's really when I just watched AEW to see what it's all about. And I, I really got into it because to me, it's a little bit more old school in my wrestling world of the late nineties, early two thousands feel of professional wrestling for WWE, you know, not quite the attitude era, but there's a, a lot that's being drawn in, I, I feel. And and if you want to see some of that, go check out a lot of our older episodes because you can find out all kinds of stuff where we talk about it for a long time. But watching the product back and forth, I find myself watching SmackDown or Raw in about the time that AEW has a match. So we're talking 15 minutes, maybe 20, where I'll watch the three-hour or two-hour shows in that amount of time. I'll watch the talking points, quick fast-forward. Hey, that was kind of neat, fast-forward. But then I watch AEW later, and I sit through 75-plus percent of each of the shows. Do you find yourself doing about the same? Almost exactly the same. Uh, for the last uh, few months, uh, almost all of AEW, except for maybe 10 to 15% of it, where if they're like going through like, promo packages, which they, they have very little of, or there's a couple wrestlers I'm not a fan of in AEW. I watch almost like around 80 to 90% of every episode. But uh, SmackDown and up until a few months ago, Raw, I would watch at least the Hulu version of. It was 90 minutes. It was a more condensed, cut out more of the filler. And that was a, that was pretty convenient. But uh, for SmackDown, unless it was like a rarely, you know, every, there'd be like a, a couple of SmackDowns where it'd be like a cannot miss show. But for the most part, SmackDown and Raw, uh, I've been watching just the YouTube highlights for each match and just watching the YouTube highlights for each segment on the show. I'll watch all the, uh, cause they usually get a highlight from each segment, each match, each, uh, interview segment, both shows in about, uh, SmackDown. I could get through in about 35 fish, 30, 35, about 45 ish minutes about give or take a little bit. And that, that pretty much could, all the entrances i mean you only see a few minutes from each match but it makes it yeah. it's such a quicker watch enjoyable that way <laughs> yeah and i i just if i in fact tonight before i came uh, down here to get this uh, set up for everything that we're doing i was i finished dynamite from wednesday because i'd started it and i had other stuff so i had to leave it where it was on you know uh, last night but i Finish dynamite, so then I'm like, okay, we'll start SmackDown. Get through. Okay, I'm already half an hour in, 45 minutes in. What's this? Play Lesnar. Yeah, uh, Roman better get here because I'm waiting and I'm going to keep smashing stuff. Okay. 
and fast forward and now i'm at the live point where it's 8 25 or so and there's still over half an hour left i'm like well i'll watch it later in five minutes or less because gotta go <laughs> whatever and then uh, rampage this week is supposed to be a, a huge show with some some great matches on there and you know it just what they're doing is more interesting to me personally and Howard and I talked about it and compared the rosters even. You know, AEW is bloated almost where they have a hundred talent signed where WWE per show have what, 35 to 45 somewhere in there? Wasn't it, Howard? It's 35 or less. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, well, that's why you see the same thing and the same storylines. And all well, these four tag teams are now fighting each other because there are four tag teams. What a great division that you have going there. <laughs> and and that's, I think, one thing I'm excited about for WrestleMania is the, the rejoining or I guess it'd be a newly joining because they were completely separate before. But the top two titles being joined into an undisputed main title so that they can hopefully elevate and then start getting some of those set up. What? You're shaking your head. You don't like that? Don't like that uh, idea? No, just every commentator I've heard, Kidder, and what they've been hearing from WWE is that the unification is going to be short-lived and that they will be back to two main titles. So uh, I, I hate to, cr I hate to crush your, uh, your spirit, but it sounds like this is purely done for the gimmick of winner takes all. And then it'll go back to the way it was. So Sorry, should I have said spoiler before that? I don't know. That that's uh, <laughs> kind of like how yeah. Becky Lynch Howard, won two titles. Teacher Howard can do that. Yeah, very much that's that same mentality. So somebody will get it, and then I don't know if it'll be a loss, if they'll strip them of the title, if they'll vacate. I don't know, but that's what everybody is saying is that the current philosophy of the WWE and their booking and what everybody's hearing is that WWE needs two main titles. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I it makes sense if they're going to keep the rosters separate. <laughs> With uh, the, you mentioned Becky two belts, uh, we get to, the missus and I got to go to the uh, Royal Rumble in phoenix so that would have been 2019 or was it 20 i i'd have to look at the shirt that says i was there to remember again i think it was three years ago so that'd be like 2019 but anyway she had becky two belts then and and it was uh quite the interesting thing to see you know for raw and smackdown and the rumble and how how it played into that or i should say she was two belts right after it or something and whatever she was the man and then I got the man shirt because I'm the man, the myth, the legend. So it just all worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Becky's still, it's glad to see she's still got it. She hasn't lost a step since she's came back. And yeah, she's just, yeah, she's totally on fire as a villain. Even though the crowd's still, you can tell the crowd's still like behind her. It seems like they're also behind being a villain at the same time. If that somehow seems plausible because she's, it's a 
for a couple of weeks there too because she had that freak uh, neck injury where she lost her vocals for like a couple of weeks. With, uh, um, I'm I'm blanking on who who got who who injured her neck, but uh, yeah, Belair freaky and, thing. And but it sounds braid. like she's your voice back. Oh God, was it her braid that did? Gosh, yeah. Because oh, Bianca man. was whipping her with the braid, and it was across the midsection, and it immediately bruised. I'm like, how are you having a match? She's using it as a weapon. She is disqualified. She's done. Stop the damn match. That woman's got a family. Stop the damn match. But nope, nope. She won the match and, and, and then got bruised, and yeah, she got all messed up and a legitimate injury. Like, this is obviously kind of stupid so but eh, that's kind of uh kind of my thoughts on uh aw wwe wrestling as a whole all of that good stuff you had any final thoughts on what you are hoping for maybe the future next six months maybe of uh, the wrestling world any debuts or hoping certain people retire or get fired or something <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, I know usually, uh, usually after Mania, Brock Lesnar usually takes a uh, several. But I really hope WWE poner, ponies up to whatever his asking price keeps on riding this momentum because it seems like he definitely has a lot more to give. And yeah, if he takes his post Mania sabbatical, so that is a one of the first things that comes to mind. AEW, I'd really would like to see him uh, like have established before like maybe merge the dark and dark elevation shows into like a ring of if they're going forward with and it seems like they that tony khan has been hinting that it's going to be their version of and i think that'd be a great way to use a lot of the talent that's mostly on dark and dark elevation and have them a way to have more fleshed out storylines and just show up for matches and like kind of throwaway promos that they could really hone their craft and get more primed and ready for dynamite when slots are more available on that, on that show. So that's, that's what I would like to see out of AEW. Um, and, and kind of just touching on what you guys said, I'm with you that AEW definitely seems like they're too bloated at roster size. And, you know, if they don't do that, like separate, at least bump, like the more, wrestlers that could use some more fine tuning into like that ROH style developmental brand. If that's what they can go with, I would like to see them probably at least trim like maybe some of their roster because there's at least a dozen guys where, okay, I see they could have been good for your vision uh, uh, talent for AEW, but they have their due date. And yeah, so definitely some roster trimming from AEW. Uh, I don't, I feel bad saying these guys need to lose their job, <laughs> but uh, uh, I think it's, it's it's pretty easy to tell some of the first ones that come to mind. And uh, as far as to see come on board, uh, I'd lo- like I said, Briscoes. I'd like to see them on the main AEW roster. Definitely would benefit greatly for it. I'd like to see. Uh, I was ready for Cody. I was kind of booing Cody Rhodes on his last AEW appearances. It seemed like his time was well and done there. I'm curious to see at least the first couple of months how WWE will use them. Hopefully, uh, if they trademark uh, Vince McMahon filter on him, I think he can. they could really 
it's way more watchable and get rid of like the the stuff that was really working several months in the company so those are just a few things i, I think look forward to the next several months did you see the report that uh well, I guess it would be what Disney. That's that's who owns uh, TBS and TNT now, I think, if I remember right, or is Discovery? It's one of the two. Uh, somebody just just bought up the parent companies, and then albeit uh, AEW is basically run by those companies. But uh, the report is that they do not want the Briscoes on their television space. So how would you uh, sidestep oh, that yeah. Well, you could still get them somehow? I guess they're probably going back to like, well, I think uh, I, I don't watch ROH like regularly, like the last, like mostly their super shows here and there. But uh, I want to say, I think the ROH uh, the have been, haven't done anything too controversial. The, at least, on their regular years, but I know if you go through the Briscoe's history, they have uh, definitely had their red flag that stuff that they wouldn't be able to get away with on like, you know, the big, big TV national nation uh, or global scene. But uh, if so, if that's why they wouldn't want EW television, I guess I can get that. But uh, yeah, shoot. Yeah. That I mean, that's held themselves back. Cause yeah, I know, I, I I get mixed up, Jay or Mark. I know their social media postings go against them over the years, and they got their fair share of controversy. I I I'd hate to see it, but I guess you know I get it. You know, corporate America, you know, they damage the brand and all that. But uh, but I guess you know I just thought they spent it. You no, know, they said said all the right things to recover from it. That uh, that. All right, no, they they earned a second chance to get a, get a shot at in the mainstream. So, but I, I get it if that's why they don't want them there. Trying to confirm the information, I'm trying to help out future Howard here with doing some quick research oh. as I'm listening as well. Because we we we're we're all about the statistical and logistical and perfect information here on this show that's absolutely accurate all the time because that's what we do here <laughs> or did how yes. already no yeah that's the first time i heard about that um i i had i had heard so yeah, that's the first time i heard about kidder, that I, I, yeah I'm, but kidder uh yeah i've actually been looking at something else um since you uh like to say that we always report accurately i have some breaking news kidder <laughs> This just in <laughs> confirming and uh, such, but Big D will be back on Beer Blues and BS in April. At least that's the message he said. And boy, if he doesn't show up, we will so hold it against him and taunt the hell out of him for the next few months. So I just want to add a year on the back. It's this April, Kidder. He says later this oh. April, his wife is going out of the country for a little bit and that he will have no qualms about staying up late and having a few beverages with us. So I'm announcing it now here on the show. And Kidder, I'm actually also sending him a voice message of this so that it's proof that it's on the show right now and the harassment has begun. 
But did he actually specify a year? Uh, no. They, this April, because maybe this April could be 2023, 2028. It, I mean, that's his April. I don't know. Maybe says, April is his cousin. Could be anything. It says end of April in his message. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to take him for his word on that. Uh, but Kinder, that's not the only uh, breaking news. Um, I had one other one that came across my phone. And actually, uh, it's... It, I saw it thanks to uh, to Brother Smalls, um, but uh, this just kind of came through. But uh, Taylor Hawkins, the longtime drummer of the Foo Fighters, has died at age 50. He was found in his hotel room in uh, Bogota uh, right before their show uh, that was supposed to happen today. Uh, the Foo Fighters have announced or have put out a, you know official statement saying. Uh, the Foo Fighters family is devastated by the tragic and untimely loss of our beloved Taylor Hawkins. His musical spirit and infectious laughter will live on with all of us forever. Our hearts go out to his wife, children, and family, and we ask that their privacy be treated with the utmost respect in this unimaginably difficult time. Uh, no details have been released as to cause of death yet, but that just in. So, Big damn. Fighters yeah, are, are, are uh, awesome. Yeah, there's it's a lot of big songs. Uh, Sonic Highways is just that's the first thing that just came to mind when I was thinking of them. Uh, yeah, that that documentary slash album uh, on how that call came to be. Yeah, just uh, oh man, that sucks. That sucks. Heart, nothing but hearts out to the yeah. Food Fighters family and also uh, Avril Lavigne family because. Uh, was it Avril Lavigne? No, not Alanis Morissette is at, who you're thinking of. Yes, Alanis Morissette. Yeah, I just looked at the damn article when he sent it to me. So I mean, I mean, maybe Avril Lavigne fans and and their family should be sad as well. I I don't know, uh, but Alanis Morissette. He he was a drummer for Alanis Morissette uh, uh, some periods of time as well. So yeah, just uh, the tragic news that uh, we bring you here on the Triple B. Uh, on the plus side, let's a little bit of cheer inject some happiness here. Your Colorado Avalanche have just completed three periods over there in Ball Arena and Denver, Colorado. And uh, the Philadelphia Flyers finishing with a score of three. Your Colorado Avalanche, six. Also, uh, Kidder Big D has responded to that uh, lovely voice message I just sent him uh, of me announcing him on the show. And he says, yeah, like, that's the reason you all taunt me. Uh, he did any excuse to do so. So, yep, the harassment has started. Um, that he doesn't know dates and times. Well, you're the one who's pushing this that it's. <laughs> going to be longer. I mean, he, he was pretty clear end of April. Uh, Kidder, I don't know about you, but uh, my beverage is out. Yeah. <clears throat> Get a little dry over here. I, I think it's time for a what's on tap round two. Well, I saw DK drinking one of them there Bud Lights. Very tasty beverage. You still on the uh, the Bud Light yes. there, DK? I'm Bud Light. I had, I got I thought I had grabbed a Michelob Ultra from my bag here, but now I grabbed a Bud Light from the fridge. Yes, good old, good old. 
I, I like some craft brews, but I'm mostly a domestic beer. So yeah, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, Bush Light. I, I keep it simple for the most part. <laughs> you guys. There's nothing nothing wrong with that because uh, as, as Howard and uh, faithful viewers of the show or listeners know that I keep my, st- my fridge stocked with some Bud Select. So Howard Blues, you are you uh, bringing the pain one more time? with the the next uh, beer that you have there or do you have something better for yourself um kidder i i, I will put it this way the can on this is plaid um, <laughs> okay oh. there uh, maxwell that's uh, that's that's right <laughs> uh i i i have a uh, bent paddle brewing company beer it is a, an American sour ale with blood orange and papaya that they have lovingly named, Kidder, and you'll appreciate this, and it's the whole reason I bought this, Kidder. It is the Wilderness Tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> Straight out of Canada, eh? Yeah, I mean, it's even got it's even got buttons on, on that part. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see what else That's we got here. That's a very festive design. Yep, out of Duluth, Minnesota, five uh, percent alcohol by volume, and uh, hey, this actually has some tasting notes. Uh, we love to dress to impress Mother Nature, and a button-up flannel is about as fancy as the wilderness needs us to be. We brewed an American kettle sour in the Berliner Weiss style to pair with blood orange and papaya. Easy going with a refreshing yet buttoned up tartness. Our blood orange and papaya American sour will take you along on its own adventure. They are really, really laying into the fact that this uh, that this can has a, a button up shirt um, on it. So let's crack this one open. Not so much of a fruit smell with this uh, kidder, so maybe I'm okay. Maybe it won't be too fruity. <laughs> Maybe he's okay. <laughs> Mystery uh, beer. Let's uh, let's, yeah. Yeah, Kidder, that is a that is a sour beer. Um, yeah, I'm not really picking up the orange or the papaya, uh, but it is it is definitely sour and. Uh, Makes for a good, you know, pucker face as you drink it. Um, not bad though. Not bad. It's not as bad as the uh, the uh, Laughing Sun Space Probe Green I had a couple of weeks ago. That was not only sour and tart, but tasted like spruce. That was such a weird taste combination. This one, it's not so bad. Not really getting the fruit out, but uh, it'll be okay. It'll be a good beer to finish off the night with. So. That's what I got, Kidder. Hmm. What do you got for round two? Oh man, well let's let's delve into the fridge <clears throat> once again. Um, well, let's see. I'll I'll give DK the pick on this since he's the special guest host this evening. We have an Ace Guava Craft Cider. We have the Angry Tiki. The uh, uh I Capolo right here. A nice Hawaiian uh type beer, maybe. We'll figure that one out. Uh Belgian, uh, something or other. 
Uh, yep, which I've had on the show. The which you've had on the show. Mm-hmm. This, this, the, the, mm-hmm. this one. Yep. Okay. Hey, Kidder, someone it, just rang the doorbell. <laughs> Who's out at the door? That's a uh, a callback to those who who might be used to uh, the the old uh, late late show with Craig Ferguson because he'd have a doorbell and then who's that at the door? So the, the, there's that. Uh, all right, okay. So you had that one on the show, and then I have this uh, rind over matter. Which is a, a wheat series, so I guess out of uh, any of them here, or I could have a, a Bloody Mary. DK, what do you say? Oh, God, you know, I haven't heard much from the cider scene lately. Huh? So how about it was Guava? Was that the name of it? The cider? It it is a, a Guava flavored Ace something yes. like that. So uh, now that we have the choice, good choice there, DK. Let's bring it up here. It's uh, from Ace. Brewing Company, and it is the Guava Craft Cider. Guava. Uh, 5% alcohol by volume, 12 fluid ounces, 355 milliliters. They've been going since 1993 and going strong. Gluten-free and vegan, and there's no sugar added. Look at that from Ace Premium Craft Ciders. Uh, tasting notes on this on the back. Oh, it's a Brazilian Pink guava as well. So a cider that was inspired by a trip to Brazil, where we enjoyed Brazil's national cocktail, the uh, Caprinana. I'm I'm sorry, those who speak Spanish. Uh, Blended with their local guava juice. The guava juice was so refreshing that we knew we had to make a cider with it. Experience a taste of Brazil with Ace guava a blend of our semi-dry apple cider with brazilian pink guava juice fresh guava aroma citrusy mouth feel yes it actually says mouth feel on it and a ridiculously smooth finish you'll find it impossible to put down cheers or as they say in brazil saude the house brothers second generation ace cider masters so uh, th- there, there's what I just read to you, oh. which of course is is absolutely in focus. Because why wouldn't it be? Look at that, nice and in focus, absolutely crazy. So uh, th- this is made in tasty California. Um, in Sonoma County, in fact. And please roll can gently before opening. So maybe I, I gotta roll it here. Oh, oh boy. It's dropping it all over. All right, here we go. So it has an interesting scent to it. Interesting because I'm guessing it's how natural guava would smell, but I can't remember the last time I've had guava. So, yeah. That's smooth. Hmm. Yeah, so it has fermented apple juice, pink guava juice, uh, malic acid, and uh, sulfite for a preservative. So, mm, yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, there's that. Howard, do you uh, 
you have your uh, beer? Or since someone was at the door, should we let them in? Uh, well, you know, I, I did try and throw it to them so that we could introduce them, and we already had on my drink, Kidder. Um, I'm, I'm getting a little worried. You need here. another one. I just started this one, Kidder. Um, <laughs> I'm going to blame some... two hands. Yeah. Anyway, you should introduce uh, who came and joined us uh, here. Mm-hmm. The man of the hour, the, the reason that this whole show tonight exists... The reason being, it's fortunate son, big smalls right here. Not big E smalls. It's the smalls. Like the- How the hell are you doing smalls? Can you guys hear me? Well, well, now we can. Well, I am doing good at home. Your son, you got to talk in the microphone now. Just uh, go ahead. Uh, speak into the microphone. You just, just go ahead and cut that promo. I'm on my phone, so it might sound like shit, so I'm going to try to load up my laptop. He's loading. Loading it up over there in El Forco Grande. There, There's the extent of my Espanol. You're welcome. I'll try not, try not to do any more for the sake of this show. What? Uh, listen, Howard shaking his head at me. What? Well, now I have to apologize to all of our listeners in Mexico who haven't started listening to this show, but when they eventually get to this point, sorry. I apologize on behalf of everyone here at Beer Blues and BS for Kidder's insensitive comments. <laughs> what about the people in Central America? What about the people in Spain? Hmm? You think about them? No, you don't care about them. You only care about the people in Mexico. What's wrong with you, Howard? It's like saying that you're going to be on the show next month. But by the end of April. Man, you know, Big D shows up on the show, is here for a little bit, and then, uh, you know, like, we cut him some slack, and you're just like, go into town, kidder. But I think uh, Brother Smalls was trying to show us what he's drinking this. I'm trying. That's for So I'm going get in on this. He's going naked. Yes. Looks like we all naked juice there. I never had it. Naked juice is all right. I tried doing the... Good. Uh, go ahead and describe it to us. They're smalls. It says uh, no preservatives added, no sugar added, gluten-free, two and one-fourth apples, one-fourth mango, one-half bananas, one-half kiwi, 46 blueberries, Six blackberries and one fifth of a red beet. I just want to hear my theme song. Oh, you didn't hear that? I I, I did that already. <laughs> I can't. I don't, we don't have the rights to even do it once. You want us to take that risk of doing it twice? We already gave our money to you, Smalls. <laughs> we can't afford any. Somebody's gonna sue us, and we're gonna be like, "Help! What do you want us to do? Not talk?" I'll, I'll uh, mail uh, Tony Khan to get the rights. Hmm. Yeah, I get Tony Khan to put the bill. He's, gosh, he's got so many more entrance themes on. He's shilling the big bucks for it. I love it, though. It makes it, makes it so much more fun. And I, I going back 
to the other uh, point before Brother Smalls joined us here this evening. I finally found the article, or at least one of them that I was looking for from earlier this month, that Discovery, uh, the shareholders of Discovery, have approved a $43 billion, with a B, uh, acquisition of Warner Media. Okay, yep, so. yep. There you go. If I remember, I think it's all the Discovery Plus streaming service content is going to be massier in about several months. So that's going to be combined into one. AT&T, Discovery, and Warner, Warner Media are all going to merge into one parent company. Um, I, I don't know if this actually lists of what they're going to list their company as, but I'm guessing that it'll be Discovery Corporation, at least for a while. Kind of like what CBS, Viacom, Paramount did, where now it was uh, Viacom and then Paramount and CBS, then it was CBS Viacom, and then Paramount came in, and again, they reorganized, and now it's going to be rebranded as Paramount. So... Oh, echo chamber. <laughs> echo. How yeah. do I get yeah. Steve, I think you need to get it off. Yeah, you got <laughs> But if, if we had the multi view where we could actually see all of the windows like we see, we could have seen small staring at himself. It, it was it was great. It was like the Matrix or Inception or something. Hit the uh, red hang up. Or just there there you you go. Go. oh, you got removed, <laughs> <laughs> Howard Booty Joyce. <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I got to say to that, Smalls? You asked me to call somebody. I think this is a lot better now. Mm-hmm. Good, good. You're not moving in Mr. Roboto tunes anymore. No. So welcome to the show. Brother Smalls, the first time on the Triple B, how does it feel? It feels like uh, that time, you know, you know what I'm talking about, Kit Kitter? When you were in the bathroom? Time? No. You know what time I'm always talking about. Is it clobbery time? No. Oh. Um, um, time has come today? No. Um, I think I think if you look below on your shirt... Oh, oh, one of those times? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hmm. Howard's been trying to get me to say that for like a year. No, you said it on the show. Back, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're I, talking I know. about. I, I, one of my claims to fame. I haven't in a long time. That is awesome. The funny Awesome. I think I about taking uh, the radio stations off the air in three different instances after saying it or well saying the said phrase. Just lightning strikes, man. You can't keep that in a bottle. It's just it's money. It's like dollar dollar bling bling. Cut the cheddar, you know what I'm saying? You gotta write that lightning. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
And I mean, if this keeps going, we're going to end up fading to black pretty soon. <laughs> oh, um. I hear Smalls yeah, trying to play stuff, stuff, but he's going to get kicked off YouTube at this rate. No, no. DMCA is going to get all I pissed. And... That. <laughs> Smalls owns all the rights to CCR music. <laughs> just just fortunate son. <laughs> when did you buy that license? Because we need to put it on the bottom of the screen here so that when the DMCA gets pissed off, we can tell them to point the comments and uh, fines towards Smalls. <laughs> I, I bought it off of uh, Napster. All right. Was it was it labeled a uh, Lincoln Park in the end uh, MP4? No, it, uh, Collins in the air tonight. Oh, you got a good one. Okay, maybe maybe that didn't give your computer aids then. I mean, the webcam at least works, but maybe it's just China spying on you. <laughs> it's your. It's uh, Russia. Oh. Soviet Russia spy on you, yes. Well, remember that oh. in Soviet Russia, drum bang you. So, calm down, comrade. It's fine. <laughs> what you got over there, dude? He, he, he's the, the camera's flying off the ropes. It's flying over there. It's flying off the here. It's going all over the place. Smalls is just... Oh, I just got to plug in my power supply so it doesn't go dead. Got power, plug it in, man. You got to get the juice into the laptop. Everyone, it's future Howard uh, here with future Kidder. And you might be wondering, wait, why are they stopping the show? Well, let me just tell you, uh, we had such a great time uh, talking to DK and to Smalls that uh, we recorded for like four hours. And uh, you know what? As, as much as Kidder always likes to say, it's our show. We could put out a four-hour show if we wanted. I got some limits here, so uh, we are gonna we're gonna cut this episode. We're gonna make it a two-parter, um, and and basically we will then share the second part of this. Not next week. I know that's what you would think would be the logical thing, but you see, next week happens to be the one-year anniversary of Beer Blues BS. So we're gonna do a little something special for that. And uh, so, in this case, uh, Kidder. Uh, they've been talking for quite a while. I guess you and I have to wrap it up with some cheap plugs. Where we're going, we don't need no stinking time limits. All right. Yes. Uh, BeerBluesBS.com. That's where we're going. BeerBluesBS.com, our home in cyberspace. Please visit us there. BeerBluesBS.com. While you're there, you click the merch button. You can check out the sweet merch and pick up some sweet swag and look super fine while you're watching or listening to this show perhaps on youtube perhaps on spotify iHeartRadio, pandora amazon music apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and many other more uh, yes many other more places to find it yes many more places i know how to english i promise so visit us beerbluesbs.com and search your favorite app store uh app I guess audio app, video app, beer, blues, NBS. Search it right there and you'll find it. Please subscribe. Please like us. Like on Facebook. Yes, like us there and follow the show. So for this extended episode that we are breaking into two glorious parts, yes, glorious. Join us again in two, count them 
two weeks for the next episode, the continuation part two of this episode for Beer Blues and BS. Yes, he is Howard Blues. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Ketter. Thanks for joining us for this awesome edition of the show. Remember, keep your glass always at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down the old dusty Tuscan Highway. Remember, next week, one year, baby! Woo! And then the following week, the continuation, epic conclusion of this episode. Thanks again. Have a good one. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. So, uh, here, when, uh, yeah. you were on our, uh, YouTube channel, did you notice anything had changed? I, I literally, uh, like, logged in, <clears throat> and then that I... I saw it was successful. I started logging into my other stuff. What did you do? I mean, I, like I said, I did anything, but, uh, you know. Uh, that sounds yeah. sketchy as hell. <laughs> you know. You just, being uh, sketchy. You know, it's one of those. You, you know, if you look around, if you dig around long enough, you might find something. But If I dig around long enough... I... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. So, uh, would you change the the profile picture or something? Well, I I know you're not going to tell me now. So, think of it as a scavenger why, hunt. Yeah. <laughs> why Why would you tell me? Come on. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> dick. <laughs> scavenger hunt. He changed something on the. He changed something on the YouTube page, and he's like, oh, did you notice anything? I'm like, no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I didn't. And see, now I have it recorded. I'll throw that in the behind the curtain, and, you know, everybody will start looking for what what got changed. So you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for the audience benefit. Send them on on the, uh, the page and get some more views, clicks, and subscribes. That's what you're really doing, isn't it? Uh, no, although that's a nice benefit of what I am doing, but, uh, <laughs> you, uh, me. let's see, won't be this Friday or this next Friday. Uh, <coughs> it, it has something to do with the one year anniversary. So, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. did you turn Happy one year anniversary like of the show? Woo. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I may have I may have done something, Gitter. Um, I know you did something. You're just not, you know, owning up to what it is. And so now I'm going to have to sit here while we're doing the show 
and search through and then go, ah, was it this? This looks different. And you go, no, no, that's been there for six months. And I go, well, okay, so it wasn't that. But is it this? And you're like, no, that's been there for three months. And then it just continues. It's like what I used to do to Lane when he worked for me.